Welcome back to Be Great Winning. Today's podcast, we're going to go over the 10 steps you can start to take that you have control of to manifest the life you want. With these 10 steps, I get that we have a lot of great books out there in the world and a lot of videos and you know experts telling you what you need to do to really manifest the life you want. These 10 steps right here, I sat here for probably two hours and thought about what are the 10 most significant steps I took to continue to transform my life, to get me from being homeless as a kid to the first division one football player in school history, then suffering a spinal injury, going out into New York City in 2017 with no money in my pocket and trying to figure this whole thing out. And after I made my list, I came up with 30 and then I sat here for another like 30 minutes circled the biggest ones that I want to share with you today. And I came down to 10. Now, I will be possibly making a part two to this because I have 20 other great steps I think we can add into these. But these are the 10 that you have control over. And that's the reason why I want to do this one first. So for those that are listening, get a piece of paper and a pen. But if you're driving, you know, take mental notes and come back to this podcast and really dive into it and take a, you know, take your notes. I'm telling you right now, it's going to make a huge change. In 2017, for those that don't know, I grew up homeless and I had to figure something out in my life. I had a, a mother that was abusive, that was a drug addict. My older brother and sister were involved in drugs as well and gangs and they went to prison and haven't seen them. My sister, one of my sisters, I haven't seen in 10 years and I haven't seen my brother in almost 16 years. The things that I'm gonna be bringing you through today, when I graduate, when I got to college, first division one football player in school history, I thought I was going to the NFL. And teammate ran into my spine. I was basically, we thought I was paralyzed and thank God I wasn't. I had to walk away from football thinking I was going to the NFL. And now all my plans went down the drain. When I came into the world, the quote unquote real world, that I was really a part of my whole life because I grew up on the streets. I had to figure this thing out. And there was pivotal moments that I have taken that created a foundation for me to manifest the life that I want that continues to give me faith when adversity hits me. Anytime there's a huge change that happens in my life, I don't, I'm never scared because I follow these principles. And these principles are going to change your life if you follow them as well. From 2017 to today, I now own a house. I now run my own company. I am now an author. I'm engaged. I have three cute puppies and I'm here being able to talk to you about my experience. And that what's, this is what motivates me to do what I do. So let's start it off. Number one, and these things, they may seem simple, but I'm telling you right now, if you apply these things, they will change your life. Number one, start waking up early. Right now I'm recording this podcast at seven in the morning. I've been up since five. Now, when you're going to wake up early, that means that you're going to have to go to bed on time or slightly early. So you should be getting to bed around 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Try your best to get in bed by 10, 30, the latest. But let's just say you've been going to bed at 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Let's try to get to bed a little earlier, at least an hour earlier. Take your phones. No phone is allowed in your bed when you go to sleep. Take the phones out of the bed. Have, have, have a little bit of a core value with the cell phone. You should be not laying down with the, you know, going, scrolling on social media. Put the phone on a nightstand. Sometimes I don't let the phone in my room. If you use your phone as an alarm clock, you can literally go to Amazon.com and buy you a nice little alarm clock. But if you learn the science behind having that phone in front of your face, the screen light hitting your face, um, you know, the EMF from the phone, this, this stuff will interrupt your energy, your sleeping patterns, uh, rise cortisol levels. So... 
the reason why we want to do this is because we want to have the ability to wake up early. Waking up early was the biggest life change. This is why it's number one for me. And I'll tell you why. When you wake up early and you got to go to work, let's just say you start work at nine o'clock and you get up and you get on the road like every other human being does at 8.15, 8.30, you are now putting yourself in a rat race with the whole world. But if you have to be work at nine o'clock and you wake up early and you take care of yourself first, and then you head to work at 7.45 or 7.35 and you get to work in 30 minutes and now you get to your space in your, in your, in your job, get a nice cup of coffee or go to the nearest coffee shop, hang out for a little bit. Then you have a more peaceful morning. There's not, and it's not going to be no traffic. There's no competition at the coffee shop. Nobody's going to be competing for coffee, waiting in line. It's not going to be all chaotic. You'll have a lot more peace. When I wake up at, early in the morning, my whole life I did this, but specifically 2017, I lived in um, um, Washington Heights with my fiance and her father and her little brother. When I woke up at 7 30, 8 o'clock and try to go get coffee or just try to go on a one train down Manhattan, it was packed. It was just, it was just packed. And I have an emotion. I'm, I'm very sensitive. Most of you that had trauma growing up or most of you who are into spirituality, most of you are going to be very intuitive. And when you're trying to get your energy going during the day and there's too much energy going around you, that's going to interrupt you from thinking and feeling the things that you want in your life. When you wake up early in the morning, I, I started waking up at five. Starbucks opened at 530 right there on Dykeman and Broadway in Washington Heights. I would walk right there. I would go into the coffee shop. It would be me and two other people. There's no line. You get a bathroom code. I got the bathroom code, a cup of water with my coffee, and it was 10 cents to refill my coffee at the time. I would sit at any desk or, or a place that I wanted to in the coffee shop of Starbucks, and I would sit down with a notebook, a nice notebook, and a nice pen with a laptop. And I would open up that laptop and study things that I wanted in my life. So for an example, when in 2017, my main person that I studied was Bob Proctor. I watched his videos over and over and over again. The reason why is because the first book I've ever read around 21, 22 years old was a book called Think and Grow Rich. And that book has changed my life. And it confirmed that I was not crazy because there was things that I was doing in my life at a young age and how I escaped the ghetto, escaped, you know, going to jail and being a father at a young age and overcoming poverty and being homeless. And I just thought it was luck at times. I had faith. I had this thing that I'm, I was connected to. And I was, I noticed anytime I really thought about something and I imagine it and I did good in the world, things would happen for me. But it wasn't until Thinking Grow Rich that it confirmed to me, oh, someone discovered this early 1900s and wrote a book about it. So Thinking Grow Rich was a good thing. But Bob Proctor speaks about how he changed his life after he read the book and he gives lectures on YouTube. So waking up early would make a huge huge game changer for you. You'll be able to wake up and spend a little bit of time. Nobody's going to bother you in the morning either. So if you have kids at home and they sleep until 7, 7.30, you get up at 5.15, 5.30 after going to bed on time, you come downstairs and you have your little coffee in the house. You get you go to your little desk or if you don't have that type of space, you go to the nearest uh, coffee shop. You sit down with a nice notebook and pen with your laptop at 5, 5, uh, 5.15, 5.30. Your job being emailing you. Nobody's calling you with drama. Everybody's sleeping. You know why? Because no disrespect, that's what the average person does. And when you want to manifest the life that you want, you got to be different. You got to be willing to do things people are not willing to do. And what is that? You have to be disciplined enough to go to bed on time. Come on, let's think about it. I'm just saying go to bed on time and wake up earlier, right? 
And this is not like, oh, you want to manifest your life. What you have to do is you have to move to a certain part of the country. You have to look up into the sky. No, 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 no. What you have to do, first step, start waking up earlier so you have the time. As soon as you wake up, your subconscious mind is developing. And before you go to bed, your subconscious mind. These are the perfect times. The more that you focus on one thing, the more that you'll receive a lot of information about that one particular thing. So there's in the universe, we have something called the ether. And the ether is a memory card. If you like it or not, where's your iCloud photos? Think about it. Where's your Wi-Fi in your house? You can't see it. Everything works off frequencies. And your photos, for an example, on your iCloud get stored into the ether. You ever walk across, you know, you ever walk somewhere in an environment, you start getting mad ideas like, yo, I got all these ideas. Where do you think those ideas are coming from? This is why one of the reasons Napoleon Hill um, talks about at least once a week, leave your environment and go to a different environment and you'll start receiving different information because you're going to be connected to a different frequency due to the environment itself. And we're going to be getting a little more into that. When you wake up early, you really focus on one thing and you do it every day and there's no distractions around you. Nobody's bothering you. Nobody's calling you. You sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and you really think about what you want in life and you go watch somebody who has accomplished what you want. You're going to start receiving. Watch. Do it for three days. You'll notice each day you'll start receiving a little more ideas. And you got to get a piece of paper because you'll get so much ideas. You need to put it down on something. So waking up early will give you a huge advantage. Going to bed at 12 to 2 in the morning and then waking up early in the morning. I mean, trying to wake up early in the morning is going to be very difficult. If you're having issues waking up because you have sleeping problems, I have a podcast episode on uh, seven steps you can take to fix that. Um, you can go check that out. It's, it's one of the podcast episodes I made about a few months ago. Number two, my friend, a lot of you are going to like this and all of you are not going to like this, but I'm going to have to tell you what it is. Get rid of distractions. This may have to be social media. This may have to be the clothes, like thinking about what you're going to wear today and spending 20 minutes, 30 minutes about the clothes that you're going to wear, thinking about how they're going to match vacations. I haven't taken my first vacation. I never even been to a resort. I'm 30 years old. I never in my life been to a resort ever. The longest vacation I've ever took in was four days. And I, and it, I just basically go to Miami, hang out for a little bit, do some, you know, connections down there and come back home. I never took a, I never took seven days off and went to a, va a vacation. Now, is this to say you should never do vacations? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But let me tell you something. If you're trying to manifest something and you're trying to, you're trying to get something to come to you and you're trying to you know, earn something, vacations can be a huge distraction. And I'll tell you why. Family events and sometimes family. Some, you're going to have to learn on how to build a strong core values to protect your energy. Because if you don't, you'll notice, you'll try to work on manifesting what you want in life. And as soon as you're working on it, there's always an event that's coming up. There's always a phone call that comes in. Someone keeps you on the phone for an hour as you're doing, like you get the little break in your midday and you want to continue working on something that you started in the morning. And you notice people call you and they can't get off the phone. They're giving you drama. They shift your energy. They shift your energy. And we, we, we can't have that. You wake up and you go straight on social media in the morning or you're going to sleep before you go to sleep. You have that cell phone in your bed and you're on social media. And you want to do something particularly in your life and you're watching other people do it, your subconscious mind will automatically start to believe that you're doing something wrong because you don't have that right now. If you just take off the social media that you watch the most, I took off Instagram about two and a half months ago, and I don't know what's going on in the world. I really don't. And when it's an emergency, 
people talk about it around me or I get, you know, um, a, a notification from like the news or something like that, you know, an emergency. Other than that, I don't know. But when you're on social media, you know what's going on with the Kardashians. You know what's going on in sports. You know what's going on in, in politics. And some most of the information that you're, you're seeing, you don't really need to know. And as soon as you get rid of that, you make more space for the things that you want to manifest the things that you want. You see that? Clothes. What I've learned in my life is that clothes can be a huge distraction. So what I do is I go to Target or Cotton On because they have 100% cotton. So I usually wear, I try, especially when I'm behind a lot of EMF, I try to wear as much cotton as I can. And for those that don't know um, anything about the clothes that you wear have a huge effect on the frequencies that you have in your body. Um, I, so when I, go to, when I go shopping, I, get, I see a nice pair of pants I like, and I'll get five pairs of the same pants. Sometimes I'll get different colors. When I go and get shirts, I get the same shirt, about 10, 15 shirts. Why? Because when I wake up in the morning, I don't have time to turn on the light. I'm five in the morning. My fiance is sleeping. The dogs are sleeping. I'm not going to my closet looking for an outfit. Do it. No, I got, it's too much brain power. I want my brain power to go towards the things I want in my life. I don't want my brain power to try to look oppressive, to, to, to impress people in life and feel good. Now, does that mean you can't dress nice? No. If you like nice clothes, go get clothes and get the same pattern of the clothes. So when you wake up in the morning, you have, you're prepared. When it comes down to vacation in 2017, when I graduated college, Haskiri and I, who had a, my fiance, who had this big dream of becoming an actress. And I had this big dream of doing what I'm doing today. We'll go and we'll, we'll be on social media and we'll see everybody out, you know, her friends and my friends on vacations. And we'll look at each other like, yo, this is crazy. We're, we're not doing nothing in our life. Like we wish we were there. Sometimes it was during the hot times of New York city. Sometimes it was during the cold times when we saw people in Jamaica in a beat on the beach having fun. And I used to always tell her scary, listen, we'll live our life like a vacation if we do the work that we do today. We can't afford it. We can go get a loan or we could take up the little bit of money that we're saving up for apartment, but then we won't be able to move out of New York City and go to the suburbs where it's quieter, where we can manifest more in our life. So when I say vacations, I'm not saying you never want to rest and things like that. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. You should enjoy vacations when you manifested the things you wanted. And, but what I'm saying is if you go on four or five vacations a year and you still didn't manifest the things you want in your life, that energy, money is energy. So the energy that you're putting in to vacations can be reinvested into what? Into your dream, into manifesting things. You see, let me make this clear for you. I'm going to make this very clear for you. And this is why I'm giving you 10 real steps that you have control over. This isn't going to hype you up and give you a lie and a wish. We don't wish. We make it happen here. When it comes down to manifesting, you would never receive anything that you just think of. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'm sorry to tell you that. There's a lot of people I come across. Sometimes they're like, well, I, you know, I have this ritual where I do this and I feel my body and I ask the universe to bring it to me. And I say, okay, great. Now, did you meet God 50%? They said, no. No, no. I just think about it. No, no, no. It don't work like that. You can think about it. But you got to meet the universe 50%. If you don't meet it 50%, just imagine if the farmer keeps wishing that his crops can grow, but he never planted the seeds. You got to meet God 50%. So the manifesting thing is 100% a real thing. I did it so many times in my life now. I have to actually pinch myself to tell myself, you should be happy right now. It happened. Because when you see it in your mind and you follow and you meet God 50%, 
you already have it. You're just waiting for it to appear. But if you're putting in your mind and you're doing all these practices to try to manifest the things you want in life without meeting God 50%, you're wishing. And uh, wishing doesn't work very well. Okay, so um, family events, when I talk about that, or family, you're going to have to start creating core values with some of your family and, and some events. Like for an example, um, I have a few weeks left and I'm finalizing my book and I want to make it stronger with some chapters. And I was invited to a party at the last minute on top of that this past week. And I said, no, and I knew people would get mad and they did. All my family got mad at me. You know what? Are you going to come write this book for me? You know what? Are you going to come pay overhead for me? Are you? No. So you could be mad. But if I take my time, go to a party, and then on a day where I spend all my, all my writing on, and you just told me last minute and I couldn't readjust my schedule, no. So your yes isn't good enough until you say no. When family members call me, I have two phones. And I tell my family all the time, one phone's for strictly business, the other phone's for family. When I pick up, I say, is it an emergency? They said, no, nah, what are you doing? I said, I'm busy right now. I'll call you back. Why? Because when you're in a flow and you're receiving information or you're meeting God 50%, you're meeting the universe 50%, you're doing work and you're taking action, that call can take 30 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, and it can be something that somebody dumped their emotions on you. And now you're left with all these emotions. It's not fair to you. And it messes up your rhythm and flow. Your yes isn't good enough until you learn how to say no. And last one, when it comes out to family events, you got to start thinking, a lot of us Family is very important, but what I'm saying to you is sometimes there's events or things that go down that I don't have to do. Sorry, I just don't have to do it, right? I take care of the important ones. Grandma's birthday, yep, I'll be there. My father's birthday, yep, I'll be there. Christmas, Thanksgiving, yep, yep, I'll be there. But if you threw a party for your one-year-old and your and your party is in you know it's an hour drive for me. No disrespect, you won't see me there unless you're my brother. No disrespect, I'm just being honest with you. You have to learn that discipline because you got to think about the time hour there, then an hour back if you're lucky. If there's no traffic, that's two hours of your time. That's not including stopping for gas, stopping for um, snacks, or using a bathroom, and that's not including the party itself. Now take your time and think about how much money you make an hour. So if you just gave some, something eight hours of time, just so you can, just because you're scared of saying no, because you know, if you say no to a particular group of people, they will have a problem that right there just solidifies that you don't have a, that's not your dream team. Remember your dream team, respect your core values. So not everybody's built for this dream team. And every time you manifest a new goal in your life, you're going to know, you're going to see your dream team changes. And then you ready for this? When you do something and you invite people and you notice that people don't show up because they tell you they had their own problems, <laughs> then you go, wow, I, I sacrificed my day to go there for them. They didn't come here. And a lot of us, we run away from the truth. But when you get clear on what you want in your life and you want to manifest the life that you want, you start, you, you start taking these things personal, a little more personal. Number three. Mentorship and inspiration. You can and I and, and the aspects of music, videos, and books is very important. Not when I was in 2017, I didn't I didn't have the money to be um, you know, to go to events and workshops and retreats. I was literally just making $20 a day, like literally for like six months. Right? I was so freaking broke. 
But what I did do in the mornings, I studied Bob Proctor. When I did walk, depending on what you know, kind of consciousness I wanted to obtain and energy I wanted to hold, I had different music groups. So anytime I wanted to think about how successful I was going to be with business, it was all Jay-Z. Anytime I wanted to go change the world, I would listen to a lot of Nas and J. Cole. Anytime I wanted to boost my ego, I would listen to a lot of uh, Drake. If anytime I wanted to manifest things and I wanted to, you know, um, like thinking about manifesting a life that I want and I'm going to change my life, Russ, R-U-S-S, Big Sean. Those are just to name a few. I have a big rotation of them, but those are like just a few right there. So getting books can change your life. Most people don't understand that a book, if you if you have someone you look up to, their book is basically $20. Their programs that they sell is basically worked off the book. A lot of people just don't have the discipline to wake up early, study, read it. So since people are running out of time all day, they try to do the fastest thing. So you may go buy a course for $500 to $5,000 to $15,000. That is exactly the same thing as the book that they made. So the book is very, buying books can be very helpful. Go to audible.com and become an audible, start listening to audible. If you can, um, you can get a lot of books done like that on your commutes, on your walk into the coffee shop or your workouts or your high vibe walks. You can get a lot done right there. But having mentors and finding inspiration, you can have mentors with your imagination. Napoleon Hill said that he had an imaginary desk or table that he had meetings with mentors that he looked up to that really weren't there. But he would just have an idea and know the, the conscious state that each person carries on what their opinion is. And I, I did the, the same. So if I get a brand that wants to sponsor me, in my mind, they go, okay, what would Jay-Z say about this? Okay, what will Paul Chuck say about this? Okay, what would my father say about this? Okay. And I go around the table and I predict what these people would say based on their core values and how, you know, since I look up to these people and I really, they're my mentors in my imagination, then these things start to come true. But then talk about manifesting, you meet God 50%. Paul Check today is a my real mentor. We email each other at least a couple of times a month, um, you know, communicating, right? He wrote a blurb for my book. So what I'm saying to you is when you go through this, you'll notice that these things come true and they come true, right? But the reason why we're mentor, the mentorship and inspiration is because on our journey, a, a, a wise people learn from smart people's mistakes. So you'll learn a lot in music. You'll learn a lot from mentors when you read their books or you watch them on YouTube and you go, wow, I didn't even think about that. Wow. Okay. Wow, I was just about to do that. And thank God I didn't. You'll learn a lot. Number four, you have to believe. You have to have faith. And when I say the word faith, I mean you believe in something good is going to happen with no proof. If you're moving off fear, you believe in something that's going to happen that's going to be a negative impact without proof. So faith versus fear. Your brain and body only can have one. They both. You can't have both at the same time. And one of the best ways to continue to have faith or believe in something's going to happen without the proof is using self-image, visioning the person that you're becoming. How do you look? You know, what changes with your clothing? Now that you're leaner, you can wear the clothes that you want. What neighborhood you want to live in? What car do you want to drive? What location, you know, in the world do you want to work out of? These things are very important. And what boosts up faith is that the more that you meet the universe 50% by taking action, you'll start seeing small little things start happening for you first. Small little things start to happen to you first and start to pay off. Why is that important? 
because then you get proof of like, wow, thank God I stood positive. Wow, look at that. And then it keeps happening. It keeps happening. And the more you do that, the more it builds up. You need to believe some people around you when you tell them your goal and the things that you want to manifest, they're going to laugh at you. It's okay. I got laughed at so much my whole life. Everybody laughed at me and people still do laugh at me for certain things that I say I'm going to do. And I have a quote, crazy people make me feel crazy. The only people who really make me feel crazy are people who are actually like really crazy. Like when I say crazy, they're people that never, you know, Jay-Z said, everybody could tell you how to do it, but they never did it. Most of the people that's going to tell you you can't do something, <laughs> they never even did it themselves. Number five, environment. It's very important. So I wanted to manifest a good coaching business. And in order for me to manifest that, I knew you got to get deep, you got to get clear. So if you just say, yeah, I want to start a business or I want to manifest this type of location, you, uh, you know, to live in a certain place, you have to really, really, really manifest it. And, and, and what I mean by that is you got to get clear. Okay. You want to run a coaching business? Where? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, I want to start this product company. Okay. You want to do that? What's the color of the logo? What's your logo? I didn't even think about that. You got to work on the small things first, because then when you get those things done, what are you doing? You're creating more belief. You're creating more confidence and you're taking action and meeting your universe 50%. So what I did is one thing I noticed about the environment, always go to where the rich people are. I know I'm just being real with you. When I graduated college, I worked for free in the Upper East Side and I, and I risk, I, I worked for free. I didn't, I didn't, I had job opportunities where I was going to get paid. Nope. I worked for free. Why? The Upper East Side has money. I want to know what you look like, what you smell like. How you move? What are you wearing? How'd you become rich? How'd your parents become rich? What do you do? What do rich people do during the day? How, how do you guys speak? And I learned. They came in, Lululemon, cup of coffee. They're in and they're out. They take a shower and they bounce. All right. Then I wanted to know how they did business in the Upper East Side. And then from there, I got a job opportunity and I became CEO in Westchester, New York, which is a very wealthy neighborhood. And it's usually where everybody from most people from New York City, when they're ready to start a family and they want to have a home and, uh, you know, school, good school and system, they go to Westchester. So most of my clients in Westchester um, was involved on Wall Street. I wanted to learn. I studied these people. The environment. You'll notice if you go into a rich, a rich neighborhood, rich neighborhoods hold a higher level of energy. Why? Money equals energy. So money is no... Money is the, the amount of money you have in your bank account is based on the amount of value you provide to the world. If you want more money, learn how to provide more value. So when you go into rich neighborhoods, there's a high energy there. Unless you have a subconscious mind that is looking for what's wrong with it. So that's what was wrong with me at the beginning. I'm brown, got tattoos, went to a Jewish neighborhood thinking that everybody was going to hate me because that's what rich people do. That was my mindset growing up. Rich people hate black people, hate brown people. Rich people are selfish. Rich people are evil. That was my belief system growing up as a kid. And boy, was I wrong. The best people I met in my life were rich people. I'm talking about really rich. I'm not talking about your Instagram rich where someone looks like they're rich. I'm talking about wealthy. And guess what they did? The more I worked there, the more I learned from them, they made me a part of their community. And they taught me things about life. 
that I would never learn on the streets of Jersey City or in any hood because I had to change my belief system. So look at where you spend most of your time in your environment. And this is why when I say when you do your high vibe walk, listen to positive music or positive podcast or audio book and do it in a, in a, in a, a neighborhood you wish to live in or a high energy park, a beautiful park. Because this these neighborhoods, their energy accumulates and then goes into the ether. You can drive into certain neighborhoods and you get your stomach and drop because you know it's a bad neighborhood. And I feel like that any time I go into a hood, it's very hard for me to even go back to the neighborhood I grew up in. I barely even go back. The worst that I feel is going into Philadelphia or Baltimore. If you guys haven't been to Philly or Baltimore, I think Baltimore is the worst hood in the world as far as um, crime and things like that based on you know my experience with both of those cities. Philly and Baltimore are very hard. Now, I know there's a lot of other ones, but I'm talking about from my experience. All right. When I, after going to Westchester, we went to Los Angeles and we could have got an apartment in a particular part of a neighborhood in Hollywood or, or West Hollywood for, you know, 2,500 at the time. But we went to Studio City and Studio City was a very wealthy neighborhood. And then from there, I got a house in Woodland Hills, which is right next door to Calabasas, very wealthy neighborhood. And the reason why is because when I went to these wealthy neighborhoods, my neighbors were wealthy. I made a lot of connections and wealthy people have high energy. Now, does that mean every rich person is the best person in the world? No, you're going to find people. Come on, people are human beings. We're going to find people who are who got bad energy, you know. But what I'm saying to you is I never had to worry about my house getting robbed. I never had to worry about the cops being called on me. No, wealthy people, they mind their business. They do their thing. You do your thing. And... um you, you make a lot of connections, but the environment is the most important part because it has a high level of energy. If you want to manifest the life that you want, you have a consistent level of high level of energy in these neighborhoods. It's very hard to shift your energy when you're, you're living in the hood or in a neighborhood that is you know negative. It's very hard. You have to do a lot of work just to get your energy to be right. Um, so usually if you go to a wealthier neighborhood, even working in one or even visiting one just to have a coffee or your walks. These things can help you shift your energy and keep it up while you're trying to manifest the life that you want. Number six, skill. Work on your craft. Don't stress about being perfect. You got to work on your craft each and every day. Every day I wake up and I work on my craft every single day. Number two, offer so much value that people feel bad. People feel like they're not paying you enough. Let me say that one more time. Offer so much value that people feel like they're not paying you enough. Napoleon Hill calls it the three rules uh, to success. And the three rules, he says, is always do more than what you paid for. And there's three things that can come with that. Number one, when you do more than you pay for, your employer feels pressure that they have to pay you more. So they give you a raise. Number two, if the employee doesn't pay you more, the competition figures you out and wants you. And number three, if none of those happen, you become so good at what you do that you just start your own. And all three of these things happened in my career. And guess what? I had faith that it would. I saw it in my mind that it would. Every day when I woke up and did more than I should, I knew and I got away from distractions. I just doubled down on my craft. And I was at one-to-one um, -one fitness in New York. I got So when I was in New York City, the competition hired me in Westchester. When I was in Westchester, the competition down the block offered me um, 25% more than what the gym was offering me. And I said, no, because I, I picked the gym because I wanted to, I, they put me as a CEO. I wanted to learn how to run a business. 
like officially. But then I got so good at it that I left and just did it on my own. So all three steps have happened to me. And when you offer so much value, when someone comes to me, we do everything with holistic lifestyle coaching. So if you have digestive issues, I'll get that fixed. Oh, you need, uh, you, you have brain fog. I got you. Oh, you got to figure out your purpose. Okay, come on. That, we're going to do all that in the program anyway. Oh, you got back pain. I got you. Oh, you want to lose weight. I got you. Oh, you want to strengthen your legs. I got you. Oh, you want to start a business. I got you. There's nothing as far as helping a person fully transform that I don't do. See that? Now, if I'm doing all that for the price of one, I'm saving you money from going to a chiropractor, a life coach, sometimes therapist, massage therapist, personal trainers, and a nutritionist. You see that? Offer so much value that people go, oh my God, I, this is a steal. But work on your skill. You'll never stress about not getting the things you want in your life if you continue to work on your skill. You will not, not stress. Most people who are struggling in life or stressing in life, if you sit down with them and you figure out the last time they worked on a skill, you'll figure out it was probably 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. There's businesses that I have come across that haven't made an adjustment to the internet and they're really struggling because they're not willing to relearn. Bob Proctor says, today, the ignorance is not being able to read a book anymore. Today, the ignorance falls on not able to learn, relearn, and unlearn. So a lot of your belief systems, like mine when at a certain time, can be harming you. Be so good they can't ignore you when you work on your skill. People don't want to give you an opportunity now or things are not working out for you right now, fine. All right, be so good they can't ignore you. Number seven, affirmations. You do affirmations with music. You do affirmations with journaling. The reason why is because the more that you tell yourself something and the more you repeat something, it becomes automated into the subconscious mind. Meaning then your body already believes it has it before it gets it. This will level up your frequency and a higher chance to manifest the things you want in life. And I carry a journal with me every day. I write down my, my purpose every day and I sign it. It's a life contract I did with myself. But music, I won't listen to music that doesn't have something in there that I want to put into my subconscious mind. If it's a music with a nice beat, but I don't have nothing in there that is an affirmation for me, I have no interest. The next one is going to be the more that you do that, and I, in 2017, I had a journal. We went outside. It was hot. It was like August 17, 2017. And my, my father-in-law has my journal from that time. And I remember this like it was yesterday. I was so broke, yo. And when I really think about my life, I'm telling you, I was so broke. If you go to Love Across the Hudson, Love Across the Hudson, it's my YouTube channel with my fiance and I, you'll see how broke we were. <laughs> we were so broke. We documented everything. And these 10 rules that I'm giving you is the same things that my fiance has followed. And she's a, she's a celebrity now. She has TV shows. She has movies all over. Um, you know, she starred in a, in a TV show for NBC's Peacock, uh, Saved by the Bell. So the, it's just not me like waking up one day saying, hey, you should do these things. No, I apply these things. My fiance apply these things. My brother apply these things. But in 2000, um, 2017, that summer, I wrote down saying, I am so broke right now, but I know for a fact 
I'm gonna have money. It's coming. And just writing it down made me feel a lot better because I was, you know, affirming that in my mind. But as soon as I wrote it down and I signed it, I said, I know for a fact I'm gonna have money. Money always comes to me, even when it wasn't. Why? Because I was meeting God 50%. I was doing more than I was paid for. I worked on my skill every day. I changed my environment. I had faith. I found inspiration and mentorship. I got rid of the distractions. I was waking up every day early so I can be consistent. I knew it was coming. I expected it. And this is what happens when you do these steps. You start to expect it to happen. Number eight, understand the basics with money. And a lot of you, especially if you're very spiritual or you grew up with a lot of trauma, you're going to be very sensitive about the money situation, the subject. I notice in my content, anytime I bring about any subject about money, people drop off the video. I notice when I talk to a client about money, they they turn their head or they they do something to pull away from diving deep into it. It's very sensitive. Why? Because a lot of us never learn the basics with money and we don't want to hear about it. We don't want to hear about it. But I'm telling you right now, you need to learn about money. And, and when I say learn about money, am I saying for you to go and take a class? No. I'm telling I said the basics. And the basics, the basics are, number one, you have to rewire your belief in, with money. The more scarce money is in your life, the more that's going to be really hard to manifest the things you want. Money is energy. The amount of money you have in your bank account is based on the amount of services you provide. In 2017, when I was broke, I was providing service for like five clients. The more that I put myself on the internet, I noticed I was able to get in front of more people. So I was getting 17 views or 15, you know, 15 to 17 views. And then it went to 30. Then it went to 50. The more that I put myself, I thought about, wait, how, how can I get myself out there? So I want you to think about that. How can you, if you need to make more money, you need to provide more service. So when you're sleeping, is somebody listening to your podcast? Is someone watching a YouTube video? Is somebody reading your blog? How are you able to get your message out there more? You can create multiple versions of you with the internet today. So you need to rewire your belief with money. Anytime you take out your card, I want you to think about, is this, or you take out cash to pay for something, I want you to think about, is this investing or spending? Investing always brings you energy back. Even sometimes, you know, um, saves you time or boosts your ability for developing a skill or brings you back money as an investment, whatever the case may be. And 80% of my, I went through my numbers, 80%, 80% of my money has been dedicated towards education and content creating. 80%. I reinvested my money. I built a gym for 30000 in my garage right now so people fly in. I got my own gym. You don't got to go nowhere. You know, at 80%. The laptop, this microphone, this light, this camera. Yeah, this gear right here cost me like ten dollars to $15,000. And I'll do it again. Why? Because it brings me back money. It brings me, I'm able to serve more people in the world with better quality. So what I'm saying to you is when you, now when I go out, it's very hard for me to buy a pair of sneakers. It, it is. Because majority of my time is spent in the house. I don't go to a lot of events, especially lately. I've just been really diving in and transforming my mind, body, and emotions. I don't need a new pair of sneakers right now. Yeah, they're nice, but I don't really need them. So if I buy them, that's spending. That's spending versus investing. 
So as soon as you change, you start to make sure like food, people try to buy cheap meat. <laughs> you're spending money when you buy cheap meat, believe it or not. When you buy real meat, you buy real vegetables that's organic, you're investing your money because you're going to get more energy and nutrition out of the food. Your mindset has to change when it comes with money. Number two, it's important for you to understand. I, I can't tell you how many people I know that run a business or want to start a business that have no idea about taxes, LLCs, etc. I had no idea about none of this either. 2018 going into 19, Steve Silverman, who owned my gym, sat me down in a restaurant in Mamaronic and offered me the gym and gave me a payment plan to pay for the gym. And he said, you got to just run the books. I was devastated. I was lost. I was so damn scared. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking. I don't even know what that means. He goes, well, overhead. I'm like, what? It's overhead. But what I noticed is what was stopping me from my dream and being able to accomplish my dream was my education on how, how money works, how businesses work. So what's the difference between you and your employer? Your employer, most likely, one of them, one of the differences is that your employer knows how money works. They know about overhead. They know about grants. They know about these things. They know about taxes. I didn't know anything about this. So when I left that meeting, I went and guess what? I made a part of my morning routine, baby. I studied taxes and LLCs. A good place you can start to learn a little more about that. Earn your leisure. Earn your leisure. Two black men from Brooklyn that grew up in the streets that became extremely smart with money. Um, Rashard is a, a a financial advisor. They used to teach classes, both of them. And then they started a podcast teaching the world about money. And now they're probably the biggest podcast or they have the biggest network of, especially minority um, for minorities, about money. They bring people on everything you need to know about money. And they keep it simple too. It's not using words that, you know, scare you. No, they keep it simple. So everything that I do now is a part of a business. Why? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that have their own views on, on, on America, but I want you to start looking for the good in everything. And the more you train your brain on that, that doesn't mean you become ignorant towards the bad. But what's the bad going to do? Keep focusing on the bad things. What's that going to do? Rent's going up. Yeah, it is. It sucks. Right? What's that going to do if you keep thinking about it and not do nothing about it, though? Nothing. So instead, I want you to start thinking about the great things about America. And I'll tell you one thing about America, my friend, that I have learned. But coming from the hood, you don't learn because you have a different perspective because America's evil. America loves for you to make a business. They'll support you to make a business because you're bringing money into the economy. They want that for you. So I'll keep it simple. I am not a financial advisor, but I'll, I'm going to tell you something from my experience, what I've learned and study. If, when I started my business, the first year I made $25,000 outside of working at the gym. For the first four or five months, I made $25,000. I wanted to start investing into better gear, better workout um, equipment. When I moved from New York to LA, I had to reinvest, I had to invest that money into making my business. I went on my own. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you go out there 
and you spend money on your business, you get something called a tax deduction for expenses. Now, if you try to finesse, you're going to get caught. But see this microphone right here? My business pay for that. This camera, my business pay for that. This light, my business pay for that. This office, my business pays for that. When I was in LA and I was driving and I did business meetings all day and worked with clients at their houses, my business paid for that. Now, does that mean you should just go buy a whole bunch of expensive things? No, you have to be smart with your money at the end of the day. Yes, these things can be a deduction from the taxes you pay, but you finesse it like I've seen a lot of people finesse it in LA. A lot of people who make millions of dollars but report on their taxes that they made negative 10000 can't get a home. They can't get qualified for a home. There's a lot of disadvantages when you try to finesse it. <clears throat> when you actually do it the right way and you're honest and you get a financial advisor of learning about tax deductions, you'll be blown away. So I made my first year of business, I made 70000 But I took out of the 70000 I reinvested 55000 And I had receipts and had proof of everything. I was able to deduct 55000 from the seventy. Right? QuickBooks.com. Go to QuickBooks. You hook up your card. You learn all the tutorials there. Anytime you buy, you can train QuickBooks to put certain things. So for an example, anytime I buy water for the gym for my clients, towels for the clients, or you know, I do workshops and I have I'm buy, I'm I'm renting out the office of a work for a workshop. These things, when I pay for it with my card, they're automated into certain expenses. So when my when it's time to pay my taxes, I have my paperwork already from my accountant and I bring my paperwork there. Money, you need to learn about money, taxes. The government doesn't give you deductions to support your business because it, it wants you to finesse it. No, your government know, the government knows that you're reinvesting your money back into your business to grow your business, to help the economy. And that's exactly what I've done. So each year I've made a lot more than the previous year and I was able to do that because I was able to reinvest a lot of money back into the business and I was able to do that because of my LLC and how America supports my business. Now, am I having, I'm paying a lot more taxes today than I did in two, three years ago because I make a lot more money today. But that being said, I still have deductions. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to try to make everything a deduction and then you're not profitable at the end of the year. Because if you're not profitable, when it's time when grants are available, you won't be able to qualify if you're not a profitable business for most grants, unless you're truly not profitable because you have too much overhead. At the end of the day, if you're not profitable and you don't pay yourself for salary, then you don't really make anything when after you pay your taxes and sign off a check to yourself. So that's what I'm saying. Get a financial advisor. And if you actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put Jeff Dagbu information down below. And I'll send him, a, I'll call him after this phone, uh, after this podcast. And I'm going to tell Jeff, yo, Jeff, I put a link down below. Send me a link for, you know, see if people can book you for a call. And whoever books you, I'll pay for it. So when you book the call, you won't, you won't pay for that call. I'll pay for it. I don't know who you are, but I'm willing to do that. If you're really serious about that. So let me put this in my notes right now. Jeff, call Jeff after podcast. Okay. Now, if you want to learn how to make an LLC, I'll put my mentor's name down there. I, I mentioned him two years ago. I mentioned him last year. He's still the guy who does my stuff. His name is Anthony, also known as Tony. I'll put Tony's info down. Now, 
I'm not going to make the deal for both of them <laughs> because if I try to pay for both of these things for you, it's going to run me a lot of money. But the truth is, is that for those that are ready, they'll jump on that opportunity with a call with Jeff. I'll leave that down below for you. And you have my word on that. Um, I'll give him a call and tell him whoever books you, I'll pay for it. He'll get you right in understanding about money. And you don't have to run a business to be able to do that either. You can easily, literally, people, I work with clients who just want to buy a house who couldn't qualify. Jeff got their money right and got them a loaner. Jeff is a guy that knows everybody. He's from Goldman Sachs. So I'm putting you on. And that's my goal. My goal is to put you on because you know what? There's a lot of gatekeepers that don't want to put nobody on, especially people that are scared that other people are going to take success from them. And guess what? I'm not scared. I want you to be successful. All right. Number nine. I want you to learn about marketing and hear me out. Hear me out really quick. You could be the best at what you do in the world, but nobody will ever know if they don't know who you are. The world will never know. I'll give you a great reference for this. The book that changed my life when it came down to marketing, his name is Dan Kennedy. I'll leave it down below. And what Dan Kennedy shows is there's a huge difference between Direct marketing and brand marketing. And most of you may not even know that, but what does this have to do with manifesting your life? Well, in today's world, when you make connections, when you have some form of understanding who's important to talk to and who's not important on your journey to manifest your life, you'll learn that as soon as you start to really get deep into it, you'll start learning that there's a lot of people in your life that you allowed in your life, or you're trying to bring on your journey or you're if you're trying to grow something, right? Anything you try to grow, even with working for somebody, if you don't understand direct marketing, you're going to be stuck. When I was trying to manifest the life that I want, I used to be in the gym and I used to, I was making a 90, $96,000 in 2019. I was on track to make 96,000 that year. And my manager used to always come to me, who's my Jewish mom. And she used to always say, you should be happy. You're so successful. You came so far in your life. And I said, it's hard for me to be happy because I see something in my mind that I really want. And she said, what's that? So I vision myself talking in front of thousands of people. I vision myself working and traveling and having a book deal one day. And, you know, some, you know, she was very supportive. She's like, look, you're young, Nate, you're 25. It's going to happen. And I would go and, and try my best to get my message out there. I would email uh, speaking agents. I would email, you know, just a lot of people to try to see if they can help me. And some people sold me dreams that never came true and that really, really hurt, hurt my feelings, to be honest with you. There's nothing like someone selling you a dream that's successful. And I came across a lot of people who were like, you know, somewhat successful and they'll tell me, yeah, our company's looking for a speaker. We're going to hire you. I'm like, oh my God, yes. And they never did, right? Until the day I started to read Direct Marketing by Dan Kennedy. And Dan Kennedy says 99% of businesses and people who want to start making money don't know how to market. They do it wrong. And brand marketing is different than direct. You don't have millions of dollars to do brand marketing. Nobody cares about your brand. But direct marketing is more important. I'll give you a perfect example of that right now. You and I, we go into a mall. You're a spiritual coach or you're a Reiki master or you're a holistic coach like myself. We both go in. You take your cards. You give your cards out to people that are walking through the mall. You see me and you go, Nate, what are you doing? I have a desk and I have a flag that says free coaching and I have a sign-up sheet. And you say, why are you doing that? It's because you're trying to force your card on people who don't care about your business. I'm getting people's attention by telling them, hey, I'm willing to do this for free. Who's interested? So the 100 people that come to me are actually interested in my business. The 100 people you gave a card to, most of them, they, 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 they're not interested. 
They just took your car because they feel bad saying no. Same thing with your business. Same thing with your work, your art in the world. You, If you're an artist, if you're a coach, whatever you do, at the end of the day, you need to learn how to market. Even if you're a mother and you want to sell cookies, you need to learn how to, to market. Direct marketing is getting very clear on who your niche is. And most people, when I work with them, they want to start something. I'm like, what's your niche? They're like, I don't know. Everybody. No. No, it's not true. So three M's I want you to remember when it comes down to direct marketing. And this is just a starting point for this. Number one, who's your market? Number two, what is your message to your market? And number three, what media can you find them on? So you know why I don't care about going on Instagram and posting on Instagram? Because my market's not my market doesn't use Instagram. Now, if you're my market and you use Instagram, great. But you most likely didn't find me on Instagram. You found me on either a podcast or a TikTok. So instead of taking my whole day and stressing myself out and trying to make YouTube, I mean, uh, you, you know, YouTube as well is, is starting to grow. But what I'm saying is my main market, if I only have a little bit of time in my day, my two socials that I'm going to make sure I'm consistent on, TikTok, podcast. But if you try to do LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, podcast, YouTube, you may, you know, without a team of people, and you think that you're, you may think you're doing something wrong. Your, 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 your market is very important. So if I, I assumed that my market was going to be men coming out of college after being a division one football player and, and the captain of my football team, I was so wrong. So a lot of my first couple of videos, I'm yelling and I'm doing all these things, but my clients were women. People used to say, who's your clients? Men. But then I started getting women, 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 women. To this day, it's women. So the, based on your market, you know what kind of message to put out there. So if I come in and say how to get bigger pecs in the gym, my market doesn't care about that. If I come over here just talking particularly just politics itself, my market does not care about that. For me, they don't want to hear that from me. My market wants to hear how to become the best version of themselves, fixing digestion, thinking better. How can I find myself out of this trouble, Nate? You did it. That's my message. Look, 10, you're listening to this right now, right? 10 steps to manifest your life you want. Why would you listen to me? Because you know I did it. You can probably relate to a lot of things. So what I'm saying to you is whatever you do in the world that you're trying to manifest, you have to learn on how to market yourself. And direct marketing is very important. And I'll be, and I'll be making where, where as we finalize the book, we also made the blueprint to, um, you know, how to become a coach. And there's going to be a great course on that, how to make videos, how to edit videos, how to post videos how to send emails, all that good stuff. I'll have a deep, deep course about that in the future. Okay, number 10, which is going to be the most important one. And I want a lot of you to listen to me. You may have to rewind this. People who want to learn from you, want to learn from you because it's you. The biggest mistake I made in my life was trying to be something else to make other people happy. And you attract the wrong people on while you're manifesting the, th the life that you want when you do that. And I did that. So I call him Professor Nate. Professor Nate sometimes comes on, makes videos, tries to be super perfect, tries to read off. You know, I even brought a teleprompter at one point, reading off teleprompters, stuttering, messing up, because it's just not who I am. But I wanted the world to see that I knew what I was talking about and not judge me from, you know, my skin color, my swag, my accent, 
the biggest truth is, is that when I go through any of my analytics and I'm just raw, those are the top 10 biggest episodes or videos I've ever made in my career. Anytime I go to videos that I was trying to give the world professor Nate, those are my worst videos. So what was my point? Be you. There's only one of you. Look at your fingerprint. There will never be another fingerprint like yours in your life and in this lifetime. People, yeah, so what? People know about the brain or people know about digestion or know about spirituality for this one person. But if they're listening to you, they want to hear you. They want to hear you. Be you, my friend. And the more that you be you, you align with your higher self. You align with your frequencies and your intuition. And when you be you, you get rid of people who don't who don't respect you for you or don't even want to be around you. Thank God. Thank you, God, that you just saved time from people who don't deserve to be around you. If you enjoyed this podcast, my friend, I would love for you to join my tribe. You can find that down below. You can get just 10 minutes a week. You can become a better version of yourself. For those that enjoy this, send this to somebody who needs to hear this. Leave a review if you haven't. If you're watching this on YouTube or Spotify, I would love feedback on what was the one that helped you the most? What one? Which one were you missing out of these 10? Peace.